0: Hundertkopf, in addition to being the cat house and gambling den capital of the VSR, was also home to a reasonably thriving live theatre scene. In the 1910s, spurred on in no small part by the military occupation of Crystal City making tourism there unappealing, artists and performers came from across the country to the city of last chances to reach their audience. By far the most famous venue in the city was the Liberty Hippodrome, a building that once hosted horse races, but was rebuilt as a theatre in the 1890s after being razed to the ground during the Revolution. The Hippodrome was on its way to becoming one of the Republic's most celebrated venues, even hosting international acts such as Mistinget and Matahari. And in June of 1911, the Hippodrome's headline performer was a spiritualist by the name of Caterina Vulpina. You're not supposed to stop here. Stop
1: the car right now! <laughs> hey, quick learn to drive, jackass. Katarina Volpina. Famed medium. Conduit to the beyond. This week only. We have to go.
2: We have a delivery to make at Maritza's shop tonight, Colette. We're a wee bit busy.
1: Tomorrow, then. I've always wanted to see a spiritualist in person. Did you know they can manifest spirits in the world of the living using ectoplasm? I've seen pictures!
2: Aw, come on, Colette. You're smarter than that. None of that stuff is real.
3: I'm going to keep driving now, if that's okay with everyone.
1: Maybe while you're in the meeting, I can go back and buy us some tickets.
3: You can't do that, Colette is no place to be caught walking alone. Exactamondo. Now, why don't we go- I'll come with you. What? Oh, it's been too long since we've been to the theatre, Eisen. I like to get tickets before they sell out. You can deal with Moretz's men on your own. We'll meet you outside the pawn shop. That shite isn't theatre. It's just heavy robbery with extra steps. It's just a bit of fun, Eisen. Stop being such a wet blanket
1: really so hard to believe. Ghosts might be real.
3: Oh, I believe in them,
2: I, when I see good evidence.
1: Magic exists. The Kersaita exists. Is it so much of a stretch? Maybe contacting spirits in the afterlife is just a type of magic that has yet to be properly documented. Like a kind of mental necromancy or something.
2: You know what I think? I think if communing with the dead was a type of magic, they'd teach it in one of the four colleges and you'd be able to get a degree in it by now. And yet, yeah can. And the only people who ever seem to be able to do it are stage magicians.
3: Hmm,
2: I wonder why that is.
3: Why does it matter if it's real or not? It's
2: a show. Oh, it's dishonest is what it is. I mean, spiritualists just take advantage of people for their money.
1: So do you, Ison.
2: You got me there. Alright, get us three tickets, but don't put us too close to the stage.
0: While Eisen took care of collecting payment for the case of Czechoslovakian absinthe he and his partners had smuggled in from Austria-Hungary, Colette and teles purchased three tickets to Katerina Vulpina's show. I was able to access the Hippodrome's seating chart from that weekend, which has allowed me to confirm my initial suspicions that they were, in fact, very close to the stage. Row
2: three? Oh, you've got to be kidding me.
0: It's as far back as we could get, darling.
3: Katerina sells out extremely quickly, it seems.
1: Well, she is the best spiritualist in the country.
3: Low bar. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Well, you know what they say. What happens in Hundekopf is liable to stay there. Consider it a write-off.
0: Katerina Vulpina, if her own promotional material is to be believed, Learned the art of spiritualism from her great-grandmother, who appeared to her as a ghost every night from her 13th birthday onwards. Starting at age 15, Katerina began communicating with what she claimed was the spirit of a man murdered in her family home centuries before. She rose to prominence by conducting conversations with the supposed spirit, during which he would answer her questions with a series of knocks that emanated from the walls and ceilings. In subsequent live performances she expanded her repertoire, claiming to be able to channel a wide variety of lost souls, even sometimes manifesting them through ectoplasm.
2: This is gonna suck.
1: Shh! It's starting!
4: Thank you, thank you. Greetings, dear friends. I am Katerina Valpina, conduit to the spirit realm. It is such an honor to share this space with you today, here in a city with so much history, so much life, and so much loss. When I first stepped foot in the Hippodrome tonight, I could scarcely stand all the restless spirits surrounding us. But with your help today, with your strength, your focus, and your help, we will quiet the noise, reach beyond the veil, and grasp the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, today we will speak with...
3: She's got quite a stage presence, you have to admit. So do circus monkeys. Shh!
1: I'm trying to listen!
4: There are so many who wish to speak with us today. So many restless spirits. I beg of you, stay calm. You'll all get your turn. Friends, we must all focus. Turn to the person next to you and hold their hands. Don't mind if I do. Close your eyes, friends, and repeat this. Restless spirits, still yourselves. Restless spirits, still still still
0: yourselves.
1: Ison, you have to say it or it won't work.
2: Oh, fine. Restless spirits, still yourselves.
4: Thank you, friends. The spirits are calmed. They patiently awake. I... I feel... I feel the presence here on the stage with me. He's stepping forward. Yes, I'm certain of it. It's... A man. Taken from this world too soon. He's asking... for you, my dear. Oh...
1: oh, that's... that's my Richard. How did she
4: know?
2: That woman is the only person in here dressed in all black. And she's been dabbing her eyes with a handkerchief since she walked in.
4: Richard? Is that you? Is that your name? Knock once for yes, twice for no. It really is him. (gasps) He says he misses you very much. (laughs) He has a message for you. He says not to worry about him. He is at peace now and watching over you always. Did he... Say anything about whether I should give
1: the land to his brother?
4: I'm afraid his presence is fading. I cannot see him anymore. Sit back down, my dear. The dead rarely stay as long as we wish them to. Oh, another spirit is emerging from the shadows.
2: Of course, there is.
4: Aizen, be quiet. Oh, an older gentleman this time. He is desperately trying to call out a name, but I, I cannot make it out. I'm hearing, um, the letter M. A name beginning with an M. My name's Matthias. Yes, yes, now I see it. He is calling Matthias. (gasps) Is that my grandfather? No, that's not it. Then it must be my mother's uncle, Carl. She always tells me she wished we had the chance to meet. He is fading. Now that he has fulfilled your mother's wishes, he is able to pass on. He was so proud to finally meet you, Matthias. Thank you so much. Oh no, Matthias, thank you. She's so good. I hope she picks one of us next. So do I. There are so many spirits still waiting. They, oh, they're growing restless again. Friends, say the incantation with me. Hold hands, close your eyes, and repeat after me. Restless spirits, still yourselves. Restless, restless spirits. spirits, still, still,
2: still yourselves. Before we get so bored, we kill ourselves. I see. Would it
3: kill you to play along?
4: Oh, thank you, my friends. Now, I am sensing a female presence this time mm, warm, nurturing, a motherly figure. This one might be me. Is your child here in the audience today, madame?
1: This one's definitely for me.
4: Oh, I'm sensing a name, and it starts with C. Colette? No, sit back down, my child.
5: Carol? That's me.
4: Oh, my dear, she is quite insistent. You mustn't marry Hans. He is a liar and a cad and wants you for your inheritance.
5: Mother, is this true? You mean he didn't really love me? I will break off the engagement immediately. Thank you, Katerina.
4: Oh, thank you, Carol. Your mother's soul is at peace now. She is fading. Oh, goodbye. She is gone. Wait. I feel another presence here. This one is stronger than the others. I cannot tell who it is, but I fear it might.
0: At this point, Katerina began to convulse as a stringy green substance poured from her mouth into her hands, forming into the shape of a ghostly figure bathed in a slight green glow.
2: Oh, come on, that's just cheesecloth.
1: No, it isn't. Oh, wait, I think it is.
4: (gasps) There's an oppressive of negative influence here, clouding my vision. (coughs) My friends, it does not give me any joy to say, someone in this room does not believe.
2: Oh, you think so?
4: If you're so convinced that I'm a fraud, then why not have a closer look? Come up and join me on the stage. Fine, I will.
0: please don't. Telusfor's words fell on deaf ears as Aizen was already making his way up to the stage.
2: Alright, diagnose me.
4: I sense you are a man of strong convictions, convictions you have been willing to suffer greatly for. I also know that you are a man of science, and you are someone who trusts only in that which you can hold in your hands and take apart to see how it works. Yeah, all right. I know exactly who has come here to speak with you, Ison.
2: Okay, who is it?
4: It is a female spirit, a relative, a mother- no, 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 not a mother. A grandmother.
2: Oh yes, I do, go on.
4: Do you have a message for your grandson who is with us today? She is telling me that she has waited years to reach you from beyond the veil. But now that she is (laughs) here...
2: Oh, come on. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really sounds like her. Here, round of applause for you. (laughs) You've really won me over. (laughs) Not. Not. Aye, well, that's a very impressive trick, considering... My grandmother is still alive. W- what Aye, she lives in Toria with my brother and his wife. She's still kicking it at 96 years old and she does not speak a wordy German. Oh, it's alright, sweetheart. Even mediums make mistakes, right? Silence!
4: Oi, let let go of me! You foolish man. You meddle with forces which you do not. Understand, the spirits of this place have a message for you—one that you won't find so amusing. Oh, before the twelfth chime of the city clock tower at midnight tonight, you, Ison, will meet with a terrible.
2: Alright, alright. Guess I'll go back to my seat then. Bloody hell.
3: Ugh, why do you always do this? This is exactly like that time we went to the cabaret with the mind reader. Well, I wasn't thinking of that number. You want me to lie to the man?
1: Now you've gone and done it. We just wanted to have a good time at the Hippodrome, and you got yourself cursed!
2: Calais, honey. I studied artifice for six years, I'm pretty sure I know what a curse looks like. And that was not a real curse. That was an embarrassed charlatan trying to win back her crowd.
1: You don't know that. She was able to say all that stuff about you that was right. Maybe the curse was real. I mean, she even guessed your name and it's not like there's anyone else walking around named Ison.
2: Aye, Colette, you're right. But well, let me tell you something. She was able to tell that I'm ex-military because this jacket I wear everywhere was standard issue for the Favorite Engineers Division about a decade ago. She said, You've suffered greatly for your convictions because I have an obvious limp. She guessed I was an artificer because of the fact I use welding goggles to keep my hair out of my eyes. And, as for my name, she probably heard you two hissing at me to shut up every ten seconds. We were pretty close to the stage. Notice that she only knew my first name and not my second one. I still don't see where you had to ruin the performance for everyone. Ruined? They got to see a guy get cursed, that's plenty entertaining. Katharina ought to give me a cut of the profits. Why is my wrist so itchy? Did a mosquito bite me or... Look, if anyone wants a ghost to be real, you know it's me, but they aren't. And I think we ought to all just accept that...
0: At that moment, Eisen went across the road, only for an automobile to barrel past at a speed that likely would have killed him if Telesphore hadn't yanked him back out of the way. Christ! Oh, good save, big guy. Don't mention it.
1: A terrible fate! Don't you get it? That was the fate!
3: No, it wasn't. That could have happened to him any day of the week. He never looks both ways before crossing.
1: Where do you stand on ghosts, Telesphore?
3: I've never seen one, and I'm not particularly compelled by the existing evidence, but I keep an open mind. Like you said, we know alternate dimensions exist. The afterlife could be one of them. That at least sounds scientifically possible.
1: How is what he said any different to what I said? I'm not totally gullible, you know. I only believe in ghosts because I have first-hand experience.
2: Oh, I take it all back then.
1: I'm serious. When I was at St. Rita's, one of the girls in my dorm snuck a talking board in her luggage, and we stayed up until 3 a.m. on Walpurgisnock to use it. She told us that that's how you summon demons, and I thought she was lying, but then when this one girl Sophie asked the board who am I going to marry, it said death and the next day, she fell down the
2: stairs. Did she die? No. Then that doesn't prove anything. Also, even within the logic of your own story, that was a demon, not a
3: ghost. I think you're splitting hairs a little bit, darling.
2: Fine, I'll let it go. Let's just leave the city before anyone siphons the petrol out of the tank.
3: We can be in Toria before 10 o'clock. Drinks at the headless deer.
2: You? You're in my mind, Galat. <laughs> if the curse gets me and I die before we get to the pub, oh <laughs> will <hold> your beer.
4: <laughs> You're laughing
1: now, but when it happens, you won't be.
3: Doesn't sound good. Aizen, would you go out and... Check the engine. I sure can.
1: I'm coming with you.
3: It's not the curse, Colette.
1: Spoken like a man about to die from a curse.
2: Don't look over my shoulder like that.
1: But what if the engine blows up in your face?
2: With how close you're standing, it'd take you out as well. Go make yourself useful and check the petrol tank. Go on. All right, baby, you're feeling poorly. Talk to me. Tell Daddy what's wrong. Hmm. Nothing wrong on this end.
1: The cap for the fuel tank's been tampered with.
3: Oh,
2: of course.
3: Someone siphoned the petrol out of the tank while we were in the theater, didn't they? Bloody looks like it. You really ought to come up with some kind of charm that'll stop this from happening. This is not the terrible fate!
2: I didn't say anything!
0: You were thinking about saying it. Thankfully, this breakdown occurred on a section of road that was still within walking distance of Hundkopf. They passed the famous dog skull that marked the city's limits, which to Colette felt like a particularly grim portent given the current circumstances so
3: we'll restock our fuel supply and then maybe just camp out where the van already is i don't particularly feel like driving anymore today while you're doing that colette and
2: i might have a go at the roulette table why i've had so much bad luck today that i feel i'm due for something good to happen it'll only be a small bit
3: i'm setting you a five mark limit
2: deal come pick us up when you've got the petrol why are you so fixated on this cursed thing anyway?
1: Oh sorry, would you rather I not care if you live or die?
2: No, obviously not, but maybe you should save the worry for when we're in actual life or death
0: situations. Unbeknownst to Eisen or Colette, at that moment a pair of handymen were in the process of lifting an upright piano through the window of the penthouse suite, directly above the gambling den that Eisen was planning on entering.
1: Look out below! What was that? Was that a real life or death situation?
2: Alright, oh, twice is an accident. Three times is suspicious. There's definitely something fishy going on here.
1: Aha! You admit it. The curse is real.
2: I never said that.
1: I think there's only one thing left to do.
2: I never said that! God. And you know I can't run after you. Oh, whatever.
0: Colette ran down the street in the direction of the Hippodrome, hoping to catch Katerina Vulpina as she was leaving the venue for the day. What she wasn't aware of was that Katerina also hosted an intimate spiritual salon after 9pm, which, for reasons that will soon become apparent, children were not permitted to attend.
3: Hey, is this where the After Dark show is?
0: Thanks. As Colette entered the venue's smaller, secondary performance space, she was greeted with an eerie green glow, black velvet curtains, and a mass of ghostly arms. As she watched with a mixture of horror and fascination, patrons approached the arms, leaning back into the curtains and welcoming an odd ghostly embrace. This was met with uproarious cheers and giggling from the rest of the audience.
4: Approach, if you dare. The spirits are reaching out, desperate for contact with the living.
5: Oh my! Oh wow!
1: Hey, Katarina.
4: Save your questions for after the show, my child.
1: Okay. Okay the hell is she anyway? Hey! Okay, that's kind of a little to the left. Lower? No. Higher. Oh that feels really good. I wonder if No! I'm here to speak to Katarina. But maybe I can wait until after...
5: Quiet, girl. You're spoiling all the fun.
1: Some of
3: us are here to have a good time with the ghosts.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, a few doors over at the Lucky Dog Robin Club, Aizen and Telesphore were reconvening. Telesphore had a full canister of petrol, and Aizen had lost his five marks at Pinocchio. Is that a broken piano? Aye, I
2: wanted to talk to you about that. Colette done a Colette and run off without telling me where she's headed. I think she's trying to confront the spiritualist about the curse. And what do you think about that? I think she might have actually been right. Sort of.
3: In what way? Here. Look at my wrist. Oh, I see. How long have you had that splinter? Well, I don't remember my wrist being
0: itchy before Katharina grabbed it. Come on. Aizen and Telesphore headed to the Hippodrome and searched for a way to sneak backstage, unaware that Colette was currently busy being ravished by spirits. Sounds like they're having a wonderful time in there.
3: Do you regret not buying us a pair of tickets? Why would I pay money to get manhandled when I can enjoy it for free in the comfort of my own home? Oh, like this, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm a ghost, Ooh. Stop it, we'll get caught and thrown out.
2: Wait, I think this is the stage door.
3: Oh my word.
0: On the other side of the black velvet curtains that separated Katerina from her enthusiastic patrons, Aya and Winterlich found her standing before a complex mechanism made up of a dozen wooden arms disguised with glowing green gloves. As she gave directions to her audience, she conducted the many appendages like a symphony orchestra. On the table next to her was an enchanted hand mirror, a closer look at the mirror revealed not a reflection of the person gazing into it, but rather a view of the back of Aizen's head. Aha!
2: She's an artificer!
4: I ah, love
2: being right. Do not be afraid.
4: These apparitions mean you no harm. They're drawn to the warmth on this side of the veil, to the... Touch they remember from their earthly lives. You, my lucky patrons, are blessed with the chance to. What the hell are you doing
2: back here? Oh, how's that terrible fate coming along?
4: Uh, oh, oh, oh dear. Uh, uh, the the, the bills closing. Uh, the spirits they're they're, they're slipping away. Uh, m- my energies are depleted and I must be left alone to replenish them. Go on, everybody, get out. The show's over. Is this just what you do for fun?
2: Only to people who try and kill me with falling pianos.
4: Aysen?
3: Colette?
4: Oh,
1: there's Katarina.
3: How was the after hours show?
1: I don't know how
4: I feel about it, honestly. Oh, is that so? Don't know how to feel about it? They ruined it. Your friends ruined it. You know what that means for me? People asking for refunds. You're stealing food out of my children's mouths! You
2: don't have children.
4: What if I did? You don't know me. I'll leave
2: if you agree to stop trying to kill me. You put a replicator charm on a bit of wood and splintered me with it so you could track where I would be for the rest of the day. You made a car nearly hit me while I was leaving the show. You drained all the fuel out of our van so we couldn't leave the spell's range of effect. Then, you made a piano fall on me outside the lucky dog robin'.
4: Not really trying to kill you, you dolt. I couldn't have you going around telling all of your friends. I was a fake, so what, what- What about the fuel for the van?
2: There was no fuel in the van when we tried to leave town.
4: That wasn't me! It was just some normal, hundakoff bullshit. I hate this city.
2: Ah, you still did the other two. And I think I ought to get the price of my ticket back for compensation.
4: Ison come on.
2: No, no, no. It's the principle of it.
4: You can pry your refund out of my cold, dead hands.
2: Well then, it looks like
3: we're at an impasse.
4: Ow! Get out of my theater!
3: Alright, there's no need to resort to violence. Ow! Don't hit him. I'm the one who pissed you off.
4: Would you really hit an innocent woman with a wrench? Oh,
2: ha ha ha. Try me. (laughs) Oh, oh, come on. This isn't a fair fight. I've
4: only got two arms and you've got fourteen. What's fair is letting me do my job without making me look like an ass in front of a crowd of a half a thousand people.
1: I sin. Just apologize to her, and let it go!
2: She tried to hit me with the piano! She needs to apologize to me! I wouldn't have done it if you
4: hadn't heckled me!
2: Ow! I wouldn't have heckled you if you weren't such an obvious fraud! I mean, you're just performing basic fabric and wood manipulation!
4: What does it matter? It's theater. (sighs) Telesphore?
0: If I must... In an instant, Telesphore had vanished from where he stood, and Caterina suddenly felt the barrel of a gun press into the side of her head. This is really getting out of hand, Miss Volpina.
3: Would you kindly call off your automaton for me?
4: Oh, you wouldn't. Oh, all right, all right. Jesus.
3: Thank you. Now, I think we should all agree on a non-violent solution like reasonable adults. Agreed?
2: Fine. Fine.
3: Eisen, you go first. Sorry I ruined your seance. Could you speak up, please, darling? I'm sorry I ruined your seance. Good boy. Don't push your luck, Telsey. Miss Volpina?
4: I'm sorry I almost made someone run you over and then drop a piano on you
3: there now was that so difficult
1: and i'm sorry i was fretting so much about the curse
2: you didn't need to apologize but all right apology accepted
4: likewise
2: now about that refund don't worry about it i don't need it
4: excellent now get the hell out of my theater
0: with the mystery of Katerina's curse solved Aya, Winterlich, and Geiss retired to the van. Eisen set to work repairing and refilling the petrol tank, while Telesphore cooked a late dinner of roasted aubergine, and Colette continued work on some workman's overalls to be added to her growing collection of disguises.
1: I wonder if there are any other spiritualists who run after-hour seances like that. Uh, Not for my sake, like, obviously. (laughs) But I, I think you guys would like it.
3: Obviously. Do you want some warm salt water for that splinter?
2: Ah, it's alright, I've got it. No, I don't.
3: I'll put the kettle on.
1: It's officially midnight.
2: Oh, would you look at that. I survived the day without meeting a terrible fate. Although, today's the third, right? I think so. Then that means it's my birthday. (laughs) Maybe that's the terrible fate, eh? (laughs) Getting older.
1: Wow. Bleak.
0: So, the night of June 2nd came to a close, and in the morning, the trio continued on to their next job. Caterina Vulpina continued to perform her nightly shows, both family-friendly and otherwise, in the Hippodrome for the rest of the week, before moving on to the next stop on her national tour. Though Eisen had humiliated her in front of one crowd, this had no real effect on her popularity, and she would continue to perform to sold-out venues across Europe, right up until her death in 1938, from exposure to the radioactive paint that she often used in her set decorations.
5: The Kingmaker Histories is a production of We Are Not Alive. This episode was written by Addison Peacock and audio engineered by Meg molloy Tutin with executive production by Henry Galley. Our music comes courtesy of Vivek Abishak, Pixabay, and Technoaxe, and our theme was written and performed by Professor Shy Guy. This episode featured, in order of appearance, David Alt as the historian, Lyth Renee as Colette, Josh Rubino as Telesphore, Takai Nazir as Eisen, and Lisa Soudin as Katarina, with additional voices by Meg Malloy Chutin, Daisy McNamara, Roscoe Brahman, Henry Galley, and Charlie Porritt. If you'd like to support the show, visit the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.